Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast, and I'm your co-host, John Alexander Reese. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Carter. And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. And this is our first show for 2023. Woohoo! 2023! Yeah. Yeah. How's it going, Andrew? And how was your New Year's? Oh, it's going well. My New Year's was fantastic. I was um, on a cruise ship just outside Nassau, Bahamas. Got to see the fireworks. Wow. Got to watch the Ohio State Peach Bowl game. Um, hung out with my sister. And we toasted midnight with a bottle of champagne and hung out with some people, listening to some reggae music, and then we went to sleep. Well, that sounds fun. Oh. Definitely sounds fun. Oh, so. it was fun. So... So what's the chocolate news of the week? Well, the chocolate news, it's kind of like 22 ended with, even though 2022 went out with a bang in terms of watching fireworks and things like that. And, you know, we opened up the port windows to let in the old and bring in the new, an old Irish tradition. It's kind of sad that we lost three icons in that final week and really right before midnight that day of New Year's Eve that we lost two two people. Uh, first off, you know, everyone who grew up with Pele learned about soccer from watching Pele, hearing about Pele, seeing him speak. He was a great role model for athletes who admired how he um, stood strong, stood his grounds. He was principled, but he did a lot of good for the world as a soccer player and then turned that into public service. He died. Um, after being a month in a hospital, which is kind of sad. And and they're burying him. They buried him this week. And a lot of people, um, the resilience gathered in the stadium to honor him and remember him because he was very well loved. Then as a Catholic, Pope Benedict died. Um, he was the first Pope to resign in 600 years. He died at the age of 95. Um, you know, early, late in the week, we started hearing about that he was not doing very well, and the Pope Francis went to see him. They had were good friends, even though they locked horns a couple times over several issues. But um, overall, Pope Benedict died. He never left the grounds of the Vatican. He was there for 10 years in that little area. He never left or saw the world again from any other means. He just stayed in that on that in Vatican City. Wow. Um, but he set a precedent because there had not been a pope um, resigned in 600 years. And, you know, people were shocked. How do you handle this? How do you do this? But now the talk of retirement for Pope Francis is popping up because, you know, he is suffering from medical issues and he's having a very difficult time walking because I think he has bad, he has a condition where his knees are not good mm. and he has a hard time walking. And if he does travel, he has to travel in a wheelchair. So there's talk about that, um, you know, he's he's getting older and other issues, but he's been trying to revamp the church. And those who were working against Pope Francis supported Pope Benedict, who wrote a number of letters of keeping things status quo. Pope Francis recognizes that things cannot remain status quo. You have to evolve and change. Otherwise, you're going to go away. And so there's there there's progressives and then there's the conservatives. So it's going to be very interesting to see who's going to be jockeying for a position of who wants to be pope and who the cardinals will vote for 
if and when if Pope Francis either dies or resigns. So we'll see what happens. But for Pope Benedict, you know, there's a lot of things that came out about him um, that he didn't handle well. Um, he was a man of God, but, you know, he just did a lot of things badly that he didn't have a very good reputation at the end, but I'm sorry to hear him go. And yeah. then finally, everyone's favorite newswoman who created The View, Barbara Walters. I grew up watching Barbara Walters, watching her. I remember my mother used to love watching her ABC specials and um, all the interviews that she did and how she was gentle in her manner, but tough at the same way, interviewing people. And even when she was on The View and, you know, trying to do that girlfriend chit chat type stuff and everything, she still had that domineering personality. She remained in control, but got the best out of everybody. I'm sorry to see her go, but she was such a role model, um, not just in the news world and for women. She paved the way for anchors, but on top of that, she's very proud of her daughter who she adopted. And she was a staunch supporter for people adopting children when they didn't have anybody. And she believes that everyone deserves a family. And she was very proud of the fact that she gave her daughter a family and loved and exposed her to all the things she could give her. And I think she's a producer in the news world too, I think. Oh, I know wow. she's a producer, but she, she followed her mother's footsteps in terms of being in the entertainment world. But those are the three icons that we lost. I'm sorry to say that, you know, in their all in their own way, they did a lot for the world. Um, they left us with things to ponder. They left things to admire. But most of all, they left us, all of them had a faith in people and liked to inform people and make sure that we saw the best. Even when people were at their worst, they saw what they can do at their best. I think that's that's the one thing all these three icons left us and for us to continue to admire of public service thought, wisdom, and a belief of not being afraid to be the first, but pave the way and bring people behind you to make it a better world. And I think that's what all three of them did. So I'm sorry to say that's what happened. But I'm also, um, another thing that happened on the first day, well, no, not the first day, the second day of our new year was what happened at Monday Night Football between the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. The game started off great. It was um, the Bengals did a touchdown early. The Bills were coming back strong. They had kicked a field goal. It was back and forth. They were evenly matched. Um, and safety, Damar Hamlin, tackled T. Higgins. T. Higgins, in the tackle, T. Higgins fell on top of Damar. But Damar popped back up. You know, hey, basic, what, you know, what safeties do. And then all of a sudden he adjusted his mask and dropped. And, you know, the the, tech, the medical techs came out. They called for an ambulance, oxygen. They were working on him. And it was a traumatic scene to see that happen for people. I mean, on the air, they were trying to explain it. You saw how much the Buffalo Bills admire Damar for they gathered around him with several Bengals players as well. They gathered around him blocking the scene from people so they couldn't see their teammate being worked on. And um, they um, got him in the ambulance. His mother happened to be on the sideline. She had come down from Pittsburgh to watch her son play. So she got in the ambulance and rode with him to the hospital. 
um, at UC Medical. And today it was announced that he suffered a cardiac arrest. He is in still in critical condition, but he's stable. His heart is back in a normal rhythm. Um, they're concerned about his lungs. So they have him in a deep sleepy right now to let his body heal a little bit more before they bring him out. Um, but he's doing extremely well. And um, it can be very traumatic to watch someone be given CPR. And um, uh, and that was happening to all the teammates because they went from fighting, you know, battling out with a football to watching someone fight for their lives. And you have to admire the leadership of, the, of both teams, um, especially the coaches and the quarterbacks deciding not to move forward with with the game they you know the coaches checked their guys saw that mentally they were not in it and you know they told the nfl there was some back and forth and they told the nfl that no we're not doing it and the game has been suspended i don't know when it's going to be rescheduled the Bengals play the ravens on sunday i don't know if they've been back to practice yet or not um it's going to be interesting to see mentally where they're going to be on Sunday playing the Ravens because technically with the game against the Bills, they've clinched a spot in the playoff, but the title of being first or second in the AFC North title is still up in the air. Yeah. And the Bills there, the Bills game was for them to clinch it. Now they may have to try and clinch it with the Ravens game. But again, mentally, where are they? How are they doing? And I think that is you know, the ramifications of that football game. And, but the good thing that's come out of this, so many people were shocked watching the situation unfold. Uh, Damar Hamlin has a toy drive going on right now on the GoFundMe page. And he was asking for a nominal sum and it's now up to $6 million. Ooh, boy. Yes. So, which, you know, which is fantastic for his charity. Um, to help give kids toys, but I just think it's interesting. It, it it if you've never seen any, have you seen anyone be given CPR before? In a, um, in a trauma situation? I have not. I mean, I learned when I was a lifeguard. You know, obviously, I had to learn how to do CPR. And I think the now if I remember correctly, I think the instructor said, "Hopefully, you'll never have to use this because you know if you're doing CPR right, it's very very violent." And, you know, you, you're going to expect to break some ribs and everything. So, but yeah, I've never actually seen anyone, you know, given CPR before. I performed the Heimlich maneuver, but I guess that's the closest thing for me. Well, I, I think um, I will just say this and then we'll move on. Um, I've seen it done. When my mother had her stroke, she collapsed in my arms and I tried to do CPR and I couldn't get her. I couldn't lift her. Luckily, mm-hmm. I had called 911. The fireman came. They grabbed her, got her on the floor of our dining room. They moved her from the kitchen to the dining room floor and they proceeded to work on her. And the one fireman tried to shield me. He's like, no, 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 you don't need to see this. And I turned to him because you never know who the experience is. And I just said, look, I've been a police reporter before. I've seen all kinds of stuff. I said, just concentrate on my mother. Don't worry about me. And then I called my sister, but they worked on my mother. They restarted her heart four times in the dining room. Mm-hmm. Then they proceeded to take her from the house in the ambulance where they had to work on her again. From the house, 
the ambulance to the to the um hospital. My mother was down for an hour before she was resuscitated. And she was resuscitated. They restarted her heart about seven times before it would start. Oh wow. And but to but the shock that you see this happen in front of you, if you've never seen it done before, can be mentally jarring. And that's what right. happened to the guys on the team. And um, I hope they had someone talk to them and help them work through what they saw. Because I know when I went back into the house, I could not sit in the chair my mother collapsed, where she was sitting when she collapsed in my arms. I could not sit in that chair and I could not eat food in the dining room for at least a year mm. because of that trauma. And it, you know, it, it lingers with you. Now I can deal with it. Yeah. Um, but it is for what the shocked look on their faces. I am not surprised that they did not want to. But I think also the fact that they gathered around that young man, that meant that he had made a profound effect on his teammates, that he had the respect and their love and that they wanted to do what's best for him and not the game. And yeah. so that was the best of athleticism that I've ever seen displayed on broadcast TV. Yeah. And I hope parents explain that to kids you know, besides watching what happened. So right. hopefully Damar will be up and walking and talking again soon. And, um, you know, I hope that um, if he can't play football one way, at least he can do it a different way. Um, yeah, so. I just um, I just hope he pulls through and everything. And, um, you know, just praying for him huh? because uh, oh, yeah. he's going to make it out of this alive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, um, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that he comes out and that he, you know, again, he's going to have to have some therapy too. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, but also it's a freak accident. Yeah. And and it and basically that's what it was. It was a freak accident where normally what he does normally on the football field, he's done it a number of times, but this time it hit in such a way that his heart went to a shock and stopped. I know there are parents out there concerned about kids playing football and things like that. But even when you take care of all the precautions, Freaky things still can happen. No, yeah. So. Football's a very violent sport. You know, you oh, got to yeah. prepare for the worst, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but there's Damar Hamilton. And then we move into from the world of sports to the world of politics. I would say um, the best, what's going on right now is we have a new year, new Congress, but the Congress can't be seated yet because they can't decide on the speaker. <laughs> but and, and the reason why I mention this is that just to give you context. So while this chaos is going on, because technically we don't have a House um, of Representatives right now, because no one could be sworn in until the Speaker is voted on, because the Speaker does all the swearing in. Believe it or not. So, yeah. um, but that's the context of that's the background of um, Biden coming to. Um, he flew into Kentucky and um, he spoke about the infrastructure bill that they just passed and how the money for um, to build a side bridge to the Brent, the, the Brent Sprints Bridge is going to get a federal facelift and the Western Viaduct is also the money for that has been was in the bill as well. So we got two major constructions funded federally funded for the area to help with transportation. That's great. 
And President Joe Biden came today. Um, he spoke on the Kentucky side and um, talked about the federal face law. He talked about bipartisanship. I mean, he was here with Mitch McConnell and Michael DeWine with the governor of Kentucky, Bashir, which I think in, in, in its sense was interesting because McConnell originally did not want the money for the bridge. Yeah. He wasn't trying to do anything and it got done anyway. So it was interesting to see him, but Sherrod Brown spoke, uh, Bashir spoke, DeWine spoke, the president spoke, um, and a wonderful woman from the I think it was the iron workers. The iron workers. Yes. The iron workers spoke. And then Joe Biden spoke. That was the first time I saw him in a baseball hat. Oh, really? Speaking. And I guess the sun was really hot on for him. You know, Trump did that hat mess, but I've never seen Biden do it. But you know what? Biden looked good. doing that, And it was matching. Yeah. You know, Trump just had that hat on. and It was just anyway. Dorky. Um, (laughs) Yes. But. The 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 only the person one leader who was missing from there was Greg, our newbie congressman for District One, Greg Lansman. He had to remain in D.C. because the vote for the Speaker of the House was going on, and this is day two of the vote for the Speaker. Yeah. Um. And you know, I think we had three votes yesterday. No, four votes. Was it three or four votes yesterday? No, it was like three, um, I think, yesterday. Three, then, three, then another three, three today. Yesterday. There were another three today. How many times McCarthy is going to be rejected until he steps aside? He's so busy wanting the job. I don't think he realized that even if he makes all these kinds of concessions, there are 20 people who don't want you to have that job. And even though he's worked it and made deals and things like that, it's interesting. You know, the Democrats are all united. Even mm-hmm. though there's animosity, at the end of the day, they said it doesn't matter what we think and feel. It's a matter about getting the job done. And they have shown this continuous united front in opposed to the chaos and people saying we're going to you know, nominate Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy's been nominated six times. And he's been rejected six times. And normally... When someone is rejected, I mean, with a vote like this happens, usually once you reject it after that fourth time, you're just not nominated anymore. But people keep nominating him. And the more this goes on, the more chaotic the GOP look that they won't be able to govern. And that's what everyone's looking at. So, um, and I think McCarthy just needs to step aside and say, okay, I did my best. And do something different i thought it was i don't know i thought it was kind of funny how the the 20 republicans who are opposing kevin mccarthy uh they chose a, a black republican to be speaker of the house i just thought that was i just thought that was funny it it, it, it it's interesting because the, the dems are putting up hakeem jeffries right so they're thinking oh black for black and i was like <laughs> it doesn't work that way exactly Again, it, it, it doesn't work that way there's a reason why Hakeem Jeffries is um, House Minority Leader for the Dems. There's a reason because he's proven what he can get done. And he has a good mentor with Nancy Pelosi. I think, you know, it's kind of sad that Nancy's not there to, to help school us through this again. But, um, you know, she had to do what's best for her family. And um, I think it was in her best interest for survival 
and her family survival to step aside and not be a target anymore. Right. Per se. But I, I think Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, um, they're so they're they have been so busy saying no and this and that and you know, honing in on their beliefs that they're forgetting why they're there, even though they claim it's for the American people, the people voted for us to do what's right, you know, things like John Jordan said yesterday that the infrastructure bill should never been voted on or done this way, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and basically at the end of the day, it's about what the people want. The people are tired. People don't trust politics as much. They are um, concerned about where this country is going, how we're leading and things like that. And when you have this type of chaos going on, you can't get anything done. Day one, it should have been ceremonial. It should have been ceremonial. It should be you know, people sworn in, their kids getting their picture taken, going, woohoo, throw some balloons up and move on. Instead, we got chaos. And they, they're they right now, they're suspended, the voting. They're supposed to come back tonight at eight o'clock. Um, who knows what's going on behind the scenes right now? I know some Republicans were pulling a few Democrats aside saying like, how can we get this done? Because, you know, the Dems are standing fast. Who would you would be willing to vote for? But again, the House leadership is not going to change and go against anyone unless they put up someone very moderate that is willing to work with the Dems to get things done and go from there. Because all they need is six. Right. All they need to do is put up a moderate, have the Dems vote for them and six Republicans. The deal is done. He's speaker. And at the, you know, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, it should be interesting. It should be very interesting, but you know what? Uh, 2023 is going to be a dramatic year politically. Um, it's going to be a dramatic year uh, for entertainment and other things. And I think, I mean, and this is on the national stage. Locally, we're about to go through. Um, it is now political season for all of city council because everyone has to run for re-election. Oh, that should be interesting. Can't wait and, to and, cover that. Yeah, and, and let's see, um, Seth Walsh, he has to run for the first time. Um, so he has to prove his worth um, as a politician, not only serve as a city councilman, but prove um, can he convince people to vote for him um, in November. So it's going to be interesting because the people who were voted in the city council are now incumbents and now running on a on their record of a year and a, of, a, of a year. And you know, I wish we'd go back to the four four year term because now we're gonna be subjected to this every two years. Mm. So really they're only gonna get one year of work done and one year of, of, of campaigning. Right. So but um we'll see who stands out, we'll see who doesn't, and go from there. But that is my chocolate news for today. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea. And uh that's the chocolate news of the week, and that's it for today's show. So I want to thank you, Andrea, for giving us all that good chocolate news. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's even though the the twenty twenty two ended with a, a little hint of sadness, I think twenty twenty three is getting off to a huge start, like you would not believe. Oh, and yeah, it's I'm, an I'm, interesting start. It, it's an interesting start. You know, it, it's a time of renewal. It's a time for a resolution. Um, it's a time for hope, and. Um, I just hope that everybody gets their stuff together and we see what happens. 
Yes, most definitely. And uh, remember, everyone, you can find out more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatiherald.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. Remember, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. In addition, the Cincinnati Herald is now looking for news distribution and delivery agents. So please contact our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander-Reese. And I'm Andrea Carter. And have a good day.